This Versus the World Radio production was sponsored by the University of Advancing Technology. UAT offers degrees in advancing computer science, game programming, network security, robotics and embedded systems, game art and animation, game design, and serious games and simulation. www.uat.edu Ladies and gentlemen, do not panic. The casuals have gone on the road. This is our Petty Arcade Exposition 2010 mobile coverage live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. And welcome to Penny Arcade Exposition 2010. I am Gnome Wise. I am Dexa. I am Grail. And we're waving microphones around because we only have two, two. and there are three of us. <laughs> and I have the microphone. Of course you have the microphone. You have the power. I have the broadcast rig, so I have the other microphone. And we are and currently... And bow before us. You must bow down and scrape if he wishes to speak to the listeners. What now. do you want to do in order to talk on the mic? Uh, what do I want to do? I willing to do? What are you willing to do? Whole different thing. <laughs> Much uh, like a Klondike bar. <laughs> what would you do for a Daxa bar? <laughs> so we are currently uh, wandering around the show floor, heading yes. up towards the vendor area. Correct. Where we are going to uh, ambush some vendors. Uh, whoa. Whoa. Somebody's cool cheering loudly on. about yeah. something. Oh, Omegathon's oh, going Omegathon. on down there. So something impressive obviously just happened down in Omegathon. Right. Which is just a series of awesome. For sure. And so we'll just wander away from that. There's someone dressed up as Fox. and Dressed up as Fox. Fox, yes. yes. From the Guild. From the Guild. Go watch so it, by the way, this season. Super cool. Oh, yeah. Well, no, this is what happens. All right. Our coverage continues from the floor of Penny Arcade Expo. 2010. I'm here with Grail and Daxo from Casually Hardcore on Versus the World Radio. We need to let you know that this trip has been sponsored by the University of Advancing Technology. If you want to get a degree that will help you get a job in this self-same gaming industry, you should probably check out www.uat.edu. The backpack for the mobile rig was provided by Bug Out Bags, Emergency Preparedness Backpacks and Kits. Bugout bags with a Z.com. I'm going to hand over to Grail and Daxa for our first interviewee here from the vendor floor of Penny Arcade Expo 2010. Okay, so thank you for that intro, Gnome. We are sitting here with Peter, and we are here because we um, were walking by and saw this really unique looking game, and we had to find out what it was all about. So, Peter. Hi. Hi. Uh, <laughs> um, explain you. Okay, first of all, what's your name? What the name of the game? My name is Peter. The name of the game is And Get It Moves. Uh, it came out on Wii, on WiiWare, Download mm-hmm. Channel, uh, last week. 
Um, yeah. So it's already out there. So you can go ahead and go get it. Yes. And uh, it's already out at the stores. Yes. And what struck me was the movement in this game is very unique. I've never played a game where you have to move the way you do in this game. Yeah, you can not, not only control your own character like in a normal platformer, but you can control the whole level whenever you want. You can freely rotate it at any time you want, so you can, yeah, you can change the environment and change the level as it is. And so, so in order to, to go through the levels, you actually have to rotate the entire environment yes. as well as your own character. You have to go through, run your character and rotate the environment. Yeah, you do it by uh, tilting the Wii mode. You can press a button, freeze the world, freeze all the physics, and then uh, rotate it into a new direction. When you unfreeze it, when you let go of the button, the gravity starts working again. Uh, it pulls you downwards again, but downwards is not the same downwards as it was before, so that's the mechanic that makes the game work. Which is definitely really interesting uh, for a game like this, and it's perfect with the Wii remote. It makes it yeah, really easy to handle. How did you come up with something like this? Like, how, do you, how did you go, oh, I want to move the world all over the place and tilt it upside down and backwards? Yeah, it was exactly like this. Yeah. It was just like that? <laughs> yeah, I want to do it. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. We <laughs> tried it, and we tried it, and we liked it, and then we did the whole game around it. We found a lot of puzzles that were really fitting to the mechanic and we put a lot of different puzzles and gameplay uh, we built a lot of gameplay around this simple uh, core mechanic and you find this in the 20 levels we have in the Weaver version and then also the artwork the artwork is quite unique too it, it's it's like like someone just ripped a lot of pa little pieces of paper yeah who did, someone who? was us uh, it was you guys, <laughs> yes. is that how it actually came to be yeah and we really ripped out uh, not not the whole levels like they are now, but we ripped out I don't know fifty pieces, different pieces. That's it's amazing. really handcrafted. Yes, it is, and it shows. It looks better than than automatic generators. So. It does. It looks amazing. It's a it's a beautiful game in its own unique style, yeah. which is really neat. Now you, you originally made this for the Wii. Looking ahead with like Xbox coming out with the Kinect and even PlayStation going into some other motion, would you ever think of making it or porting it over or trying something on one of those platforms? Um, or are you satisfied with the Wii? We are actually the first platform was PC and Mac. Oh, really? It's already out uh, since last year. Okay. And we then uh, adapted it for the Wii with the new controls. Okay. Uh, we thought about getting to other platforms but uh, don't know yet if we do it ourselves or let someone other do it but probably not going to be Xbox okay. so uh, it's not sure yet okay. we ourselves want to move on to the next game yeah uh, porting is always a little bit not so fun <laughs> yeah no kidding so but yeah we'll see about that okay how, now you said it was three men, three people that uh, developed it how long yeah. did it take you to make this game uh, actually it was uh, our bachelor project and we finished it during master studies really it was a part time stuff and then we it still took half a year full time work to get the PC version PC Mac Linux version done and now we worked another nearly a year on the Wii version so it was really a tough time to get to get it on the Wii hardware we learned a lot of it so oh I we, bet <laughs> on the fly we are a console <laughs> developers now we oh. were just <laughs> Just a big game, this game programming beginners at the at the, at the when we started. So right, 
It was now, a long process. Now, I talked to you earlier. You said you had offices in Detroit and Seattle? Uh, no, this or, was someone I'm else. So- we are in Austria. Oh, I'm sorry. oh you're Austria. out of Austria. Yeah. Okay. Far so, away from Far, here. far. <laughs> Is Back this in the mountains. <laughs> but you can develop games in the mountains, we so that's can. okay. We have, we have power outlets and internet and beautiful, <laughs> even roads. <laughs> good old Europe. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, what do you have an idea for what's next then for you guys? Uh, we have a couple of ideas and prototypes. Okay, yet, but uh, it's a little bit too early to hush, talk hush, about it. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Do you have a website or anything that you want to let us know about? Yeah, of course. Our company name is Broken Rules, uh, and the website is Broken Rules, but you have to do the dot before the ES. Okay. <laughs> so it looks like a Spanish website. <laughs> you can find it anyway. We'll be putting it on our website as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Peter, for taking this time thank to talk you. to us for a little bit. You can also you follow too. on Twitter at Broken Rules. Yes. That's your Twitter address. Yes. Great. And the game is And Yet It Moves. And Yet It Moves. Available PC, Mac, Linux, and Wii. Did you say Linux? Linux. 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 And Wii. Yeah. So, perfect. hey. The release was uh, three weeks ago. So really? Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Hey, so for all you hardcore Linux users, go out and get the game. Yeah. Plus, uh, we'll have some video for you, so we'll post it on the forum so you can see how amazing this game looks, because I know you can't really describe it through radio but we'll post it on our forum so you can see the games and we'll post all the information so you guys stay tuned and hopefully we'll hear um, from Peter from uh, pretty soon with a new game right? Hopefully we'll hear uh, from you again with a new game I hope so too (laughs) come back to you (laughs) Thank you so much Thank you Thank you too Okay We are finished here at OCM and Yet It Moves, and we will be moving on ourselves to our uh, next interviewee here in the next couple minutes. All right, so Daxa and Grail are going to move on and prepare our next victim and also locate uh, little things like electricity for the mobile rig and a place for me to get set up. So just stay here, listen to the lovely, soothing tones of the background music. And should not be terribly long before we are ready to go to the next booth. You are listening to live coverage of Penny Arcade Exposition 2010. Nearly the beginning. We have much to cover. There's an awful lot, awful lot going on here. Up to and including the resurrection of a once dead game franchise. The game that will not die. You guessed it. Duke Nukem Forever is on the table again. I'll believe it when I see it. This is Gnome Wise. You're listening to Versus the World Productions, vtwproductions.com. And we'll be back with our next interview in a few short minutes. Okay, Grail tells me their next destination will be the Lego Universe demonstration. Uh, something I'm rather looking forward to. It's something, an MMO that I could play with my eight-year-old, or soon-to-be eight-year-old son. Uh, who already loves Disney's Toontown, but I think Lego is something I'm a heck of a lot more likely to want to play alongside him without going completely barking mad. Uh, They say they need about uh, five minutes to wrap up the uh, interview they're doing before hours, and then we will trundle over there, get plugged in, and continue the joy from Penny Arcade Expo 2010. In case you're wondering, the con is just as much mayhem 
uh, and nerd funk, as you would imagine. Uh, this is a seething gathering of the nerd tribes. Not sure how well these dynamic mics pick up the just the thundering noise of the place, particularly here in the vendor rooms where all the very eye-catching and traffic-stopping demos are going on left and right. And each booth attempts to uh, one-up the booth next to it with uh, sound, noise, and uh, the occasional, you know, scantily-clad booth babe. Though there are uh, not nearly as many of those here at Penny Arcade Expo because they actually don't permit them. So that's a happy thing. Now we have some uh, scheduled interviews coming together for the Sunday portion of our program. We will be talking to, getting a demo from and talking to the people behind the Portal 2. Specifically, they're going to be focusing on the multiplayer cooperative aspect of the new game. And the lovely Daxa has returned. We've got about uh, five minutes to kill, I'm told. We have about five minutes to kill, and then we're going to go and see LEGO Universe. Excellent. Let's tell you a little bit about the stuff we have scheduled for Sunday. Uh, Portal 2 multiplayer demo. Yeah. Um, Torchlight 2. Yes. We're allegedly going to be permitted to touch the uh, pre-alpha multiplayer build on that one, and hopefully talk to some of the devs at uh, behind Torchlight 2. And we have the all-girl meetup, which Dax is going to go to bright and early in the morning. I'm going to send the handheld recorder with you to that one. The what? I'm going, to, I'm going to send the handheld recorder with you on that oh, one. Oh, yes. We'll, we'll have the handheld for that. Uh, we also have an interview with people from Game Crush, which is the service that is hoping to pair lonely gamers up with gamer girls. Yes, you will pay money to play online with an actual girl. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure really? how I feel about this. Well, how do they know that it's an actual girl? I'm assuming a webcam will be involved. Oh, okay. I can see that. That's, that's one of the questions we'll need to ask. <laughs> it's like, okay, I see you here. You're a girl. You're reasonably attractive. Are you the only one? <laughs> or perhaps I shouldn't be quite that competitive, but I digress. Yeah, well, I know, that I know that there's plenty out there because there's 100 going to my meetup. 100 Girls, gamer yeah, girls. Yeah, but they capped the membership. They I know capped it. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they capped it. Yeah. Um, so, you've got most of a day of Penny Arcade Expo under your belt. Yes. And that thing you took me on last night. <laughs> oh, yes. Why don't you tell the listeners about that? That should fill the five minutes nicely. If you can remember any it, of it. Well, there's two minutes left now. Um, and, yeah, it was so much fun. I have so many shout-outs to give. I have... A ton of shout-outs for Freddie from and his 14 pals from Florida who were in House Slytherin who dueled us. Um, it was it was quite a blast, and I think I'm going to need a, a pretty big segment to talk about everything so uh-huh. I can get all the embarrassing bits in there. So screenshots or it didn't happen. Well, yeah. I have screenshots. <laughs> screenshots. So we're probably going to head over to our next one now. Okay. And, that, and we will be on in just Listen to the dulcet tones of the background music. You're listening to Penny Arcade Expo 2010 coverage on Versus the World Radio with Gnome Wise. Dexa. And Gray. We'll be back in just a moment. And our coverage of Penny Arcade Exposition 2010 continues live on Versus the World Radio. VTWProductions.com. I am Gnome Wise. Gray is here. And we're here joined with by Brian. Yes. From Net Devil. That's me, Brian Johnson. 
And you are developing what exactly? Uh, we are here showing off LEGO Universe. Uh, LEGO Universe is an MMO, and it's specifically designed uh, for kids. And uh, this is similar to something you'd see like World of Warcraft, only it's an entire LEGO world that you can go and visit. You can become a minifig character. Uh, you can wander through locations with pirates and, uh, and ninjas and uh, have epic battles. And you're all in your, your little Lego self wandering around. Wait, you have pirates and ninjas in the same area? Well, don't they, don't they fight you to death? <laughs> yeah. When you get to the pirate location, the ninjas are trapped in cages, and your quest is to unleash them. Okay. And when you get one, the pirates are all trapped out in the ninja location. You have to go free them out there. So awesome sauce. It's a banter back and forth between the ninjas and the pirates. So what grabbed me and interests me most about this MMO is the fact that it's the first thing I've seen that I can realistically consider playing with my seven, soon-to-be eight-year-old son. Side by side. So this is a really interesting thing that we've seen with this game. Um, the accessibility barrier into an MMO on this game is like nothing I've experienced, right? Like these games um, that are more complex and they're... You, you see something like World of Warcraft and it's a little daunting off the bat. You see something like Lego and you're a kid and you're immediately like, I, I can go do that. Plus you've been playing all these Lego games. So there's really a whole new generation that's getting brought in to this type of experience, the MMO type of experience, at, at, at the age they are now. And uh, you see this new genre that's trying to figure out, like, what is the MMO space? And once they get it and they jump on there and they realize all their friends can be there, they can get home from school and log in, they can all go play on each other's properties in there. Um, it's, it's an amazing thing to watch happen. Now, you used the term properties there. Yes. That would imply something akin to the much-talked-about player housing? Player, player housing, well... In our game, uh, you acquire your player property. Now, when you, when you log into this game, you get all your weapons, and you go down and start battling. When you battle, you acquire uh, bricks, and those bricks you can actually take out to this property. And now, if you're a kid and you go into those stores, the Lego stores, right, and there's all these sets there, and you wish you could have them, in our game, you can actually acquire the digital versions of all those things for much less of a price. Without so, any storage space in the closet required, parents are going to love you. Exactly. Yeah. You won't be stepping on our digital bricks. Like, oh! <laughs> but, yeah, you can actually get out there to your property, and you can build yourself a castle. Like Within the first 15 minutes of the game, you can... Pull out all these modules, rotate them around, set them up, and build this really unique experience once you're there. I'm rather looking forward to that. Yeah. I, Not I, having to buy 1,000 million Lego sets. <laughs> yeah, what, so, uh, what is the youngest age demographic you're going after with your design? I, I would say it's really around eight. I mean, half of the, uh, the game is really uh, you're going through different missions and quests. So you'll see a mission giver, and he'll say, go and do this thing. So if your kid's not really able to read too well or he's... he's walking through that, that's really kind of where the barrier is. So they need to be able to read and the game is obviously on a PC so if they, they have to kind of fight their way around the mouse at first. But it, we do extensive testing for kids on this. So we put these kids behind glass, we watch them play around, and if they're not getting it we make changes to make sure they're having a good time. Grail's brain went to a really dark place just now when you said kids behind glass, I think. <laughs> you had a really weird expression on your face. Okay. Um... Yeah, actually, it's kind of scary. I've actually sat my son down in front of World of Warcraft, and he figured it out at a very young age. It just yeah. wasn't content I necessarily wanted him immersed in. Yeah, yes. Like, so not, this is not the most graphic violence in the world, but still violence. So part of LEGO, be, being the brand that it is, is just that they made a really safe environment for kids to be in. There, I can't even get into the amount of, uh, of security and the amount of money that LEGO has put in towards making sure this world is safe. 
The chat has filters running on it constantly. There's an entire moderation team uh, in the U.S. and in Denmark and all over that are watching every single thing that happens in there. So just as you build something in this game and there's a lot of user-generated content, before that stuff goes public, you, that has to be uh, someone visits that location and makes sure that's entirely safe for kids and this can be released out to the viewing public. So an actual human being vets. An actual human being looks at everything that happens in the game. That's important. Hey, are you, hey, are you allowing free chat though between players, or is it like scripted chat? Or no, there's a there's a whitelisted chat version you get in the game, and there's so there's two types of chat. There's the chat you get in there, and we we have filters that run obviously towards any of the profanity stuff that might happen. Right. And there's there's things that look at different uh, uh, profiling searches to make sure people are behaving badly. Mm-hmm. But so once the, so that's blocking the initial chat. There's a secondary chat that you can acquire if you become best friends with someone. So if someone try, selects you as a best friend. Right. The account holder gets an email sent to them personally that says, you know, Brian wants to be your son's friend in this game. Do you allow that? Do you know this person? If, if you accept that, then uh, you get a more open chat that has all the profanity still blocked, but the, the words become a little more broader to use out there. Okay. Excellent. You have to validate that experience in real life somewhere that you know that person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No strangers with candy in this yes. case. <laughs> no. Yeah. So what about um, one of the big things you see in many MMOs is the type of thing like an achievement system or do you, is there something incorporated around those lines in here or something to show you know, kind of your progress and show off these type of items? Very much so. So a lot of the game is built around gear and obviously you know with the minifig characters, there's all this gear you can attach to them. Mm-hmm. And so what happens in this game is you get out there and you'll see like there's a, a summoner character and I don't know where he can throw out this giant Lego monster and it starts wailing on all the enemies in front of you. Oh wow. When you see something like that, you're just like, I, I gotta have that thing. How, where does that come from? And so uh, a lot of it is associated with the gear and in the game, there's four factions that we have that are built around kind of the psychologies of players, right? There's a building faction, there's a, a warrior faction, there's an adventuring faction, and there's a faction called the Paradox, which is like the mysterious ones out there. Right. But they all have different gear associated with them. And the, all that gear you buy from their vendors enables you those powers. Uh, so if you, if you grind through the game and you collect a 1,000 coins, um, you can go and buy a, short, a sword that shoots a, a shark out of it. Wow. Wow. Clearly, like you're that, in the game that's, <laughs> yeah. that's important. Um, the game is designed around group play, solo play. I... I can I say either? Either. Yes. Okay, that's perfect. So it, uh, it does have group play and solo play. The solo play, you, you could go through this thing all uh-huh. the way with the character and view it. Um, the limitations are there is when you get to when you're by yourself out there, you're just getting demolished by this dragon. So <laughs> I've watched myself lose thousands of coins just trying to defeat the dragon. So it's much like the other Lego games when you you know quote unquote get killed, you explode and your coins go flying. Yeah, your, your coins pieces. go flying. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. But there's no severe permanent damage right, on for right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't destroy a young kid's, you know, hopes and dreams. That's right. <laughs> Let them come back again. Yeah. Awesome. How long has this been in development? Uh, about five years. Really? Long, long. So the genesis of this game was, was very hard to identify, like, uh-huh. where we should go with it. Um, obviously, it's a beloved brand by hordes of people. Uh, Lego has a huge, huge uh, base of followers that just love. There's a there's a con here in Seattle, I think, in three weeks. That's a giant con just dedicated towards building this stuff. So everybody has that thing of, like, I wanted the world to be this thing. 
what we really wanted to get down was a really solid base to grow this experience on and bringing that, that fun you had with your box of Lego at home into the digital space had to be right. If we did not get that right, it was going to miss a lot. So there's different ways to build in this game. You start off with like these quick build things that builds it for you. Right. Then we have a modular build that's just drag and drop modules. Then we drop down to the brick by brick experience, which just build with a piece by wow. a piece by a piece. And then beyond that, there's a behavior system. Uh-huh. So once you build those things, you can actually bring that stuff to life. So if you built a dinosaur, right, you can drop these widgets on those things. You can customize how that thing's going to react. So when you get near the thing, it might start chasing you around your property. Oh, nice. But you had to kind of grow the you have to grow the player into that comfortable space of being able to use it. Definitely, because it seems like you could have a decent amount of complexity you know, what you're throwing out there, but obviously we're targeting this for younger guys, so you have to make it accessible, but complex. That's very interesting. There's a wide range of availability there. I'm sure, and Gnome flagged me there before we started that section, so what were you flagging me about? And we're back with uh, LEGO Universe, and hopefully our settings and volumes look good. Now, you said it was in development for five years. Has it already launched, or are you still in, like, a beta phase right now? We're in a beta phase right now. Actually, the big announcement we have here at PAX is that we've gone 24 hours with our beta. Really? So we've been open a few days a week, and uh, we've been getting harassed on the message board saying, Why aren't you open longer? I don't understand. Um, But now, yeah, it's 24 hours a day. The players that are in there, um, they don't stop. And it's amazing to log For me to log in at, you know, 2 in the morning and see, you know, a room jam-packed with Lego people and going, wow, this, there's these people up at the same time I am. Kind of blows my mind. Obviously, they're not kids, I hope. That's what one of these eight-year-olds doing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, it's an amazing thing. I mean, it's like, wow, people like, people like this. Has anything really surprised you in terms of what they've been able to come up with or design yet? Like, has it kind of blown your mind? Like, oh, I never would have thought to do that. So we've got three uh, model builders from from Lego okay. that work in our building. And these guys build stuff I, I can't even describe. <laughs> the coolest thing, I think, for me in this game is seeing kind of the mini city stuff. So they build these little miniature replica scale uh, buildings. Uh-huh. And you can go through the thing like Godzilla and smash it with your character. Oh. Uh, for me, that's the coolest thing I think I've seen. So, and, and that's really in one guy's mind. So then you go to another guy's location, and, and there's like a, this pet ranch where you've got to run around and, and, and smack these cows and get them back into their uh, <laughs> into the pen. But just, you, know, you don't know what you're going to get. And when you go out there in the game and you hop from property to property, it's like, here's something totally new. It's very, yeah, it sounds very involved in terms of what you can see in very yeah. different environments. I would live in the world-destroying, the city-destroying environment, though. <laughs> it's that, like Rampage. That I didn't sounds, really Rampage. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, my God. Total throwback. Awesome. So how long do you think the beta period is going to last? Yeah, so beta lasts up until uh, on October 8th. I think we have what's called our Founders Launch. So okay. these are people that have pre-ordered the game. They can actually get in there early and, and lock down their name. They, they get some specific gear that it enables them to be the um, to say they were a founder of the game. Oh, okay. October 26th. It's where the game opens to a broader audience, and everybody can come in at that point. It really goes public at that point. Great. And that's going to be available on the PC. Is Any plans on ever porting to, like, a Mac? Or? It's already on the Mac. It is already on the beta the right now. People okay. are playing it right now. Perfect. And uh, any ever thought of maybe moving it maybe into the uh, console realm? Um, I won't comment there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For now, PC Mac, October 26th. October 26th. Live. Please check it out. You're perfect. Thank you so much for uh, taking time. 
So head off to the LEGO Universe website and check out our game. You can pre-order it there. Pre-order straight from there. If you do, you get extra special gear. <laughs> and a little minifigure sent to your house. There you go. Starting the kids on the virtual yes. item collection addiction early. You'll never be able to get this shirt in the game again. Oh. Get it now. Soon the other one wow. has taught us. <laughs> yeah. Many, many, the item cycle is a beautiful thing. Well, thank you so much. Go to your website. It's www.legouniverse.com. There you go. Please check it out, and thanks so much for the time. All right, you are listening to Versus the World Productions coverage of PAX Prime 2010, coming to you live on vtwproductions.com. Enjoy some more background music here while we set up our next visit, uh, and we're going to go find Dax and see what she's got lined up for us. Send us information, or send us your questions to the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. And also join in the IRC chat, which we are able to poke our noses into occasionally. We will not be as responsive as usual simply because we're wandering around a con with a tablet PC instead of sitting at home with the ceiling fan on. We'll be back right after this. All righty then. Versus the World Productions coverage of PAX Prime 2010 continues. I am Gnomewise. I am here with Daxa and Grail. And we have stumbled over to a little booth that has an interesting sign hanging above it that advertises Zombie Pirates. This is quite possibly the most epic game title ever because it combines two epic things, zombies and pirates. Daxa, why don't you go find out more? I will find out more. And here we have a pirate by the name of Jeff. And Jeff, you were the artist... Artist. Yes, I'm the lead artist for the game. Perfect. Okay, so... Oh, you want to hold it? There we go. Okay, so you're the lead artist for this, and how did you come to um, come up with your zombie pirate idea? Well, we were just kind of sitting around, and everybody knows there's nothing better than zombies and pirates. In so fact, ninjas the only and thing, robots. Exactly. Ninjas <laughs> and robots are the only way to improve such a wonderful game concept as this. Exactly. So we were wanting to do a tower defense game. Uh, mm-hmm. We are all veterans. We've been doing this for like, I personally have been doing this for like 20 years. MMOs, RPGs, you name it, we've done it. We wanted to do something a little more relaxing. So we thought tower defense game. Yeah. And we came up with zombie, zombie pirates. We're all big fans of an old games workshop game called Man of War. So it was just kind of natural for us. Yeah. Uh, I have not played Man of War. <laughs> no, I didn't. However, I did when I first came over and looked at the game. I said, okay, it's a tower defense game, except the towers move. <laughs> well, the way I've been describing it to people is it's a tower defense game with RTS elements. Right. Because the ships move around, and you can upgrade the ships. So it's not just about the combinations of things that you can put on the table, but also the formations that they're in become very important. Right, and also it seemed when I first joined or first started playing, you had a wide map with various different areas you could go to. I know there was a tutorial, but then it seemed to open up that there was different challenges. You mentioned there was like uh, the rocket ships that were available in some of the later stages versus some of the ships you see at the beginning, which are your standard, you know, frigates coming at you. Uh oh, someone snuck in the rocket ships. Again. I saw rocket ships already. <laughs> well. We have a very in-depth story. Uh, we're playing the character of Jack O'Hurlin. And uh, this zombie by the name of Gruesome George attacks his island. And that's where Jack keeps his stuff. 
So this is not going well for him. So he wants to know why zombies are attacking him. We have a very deep story where we explore the attacks of the zombies, why the zombies are coming at us in the first place, and how we can rid the world. Because sometimes you just have to save the world before you can plunder it. Now I saw also, watching the demo that you have going here, you mentioned the the crack for all gamers, achievements. Right. So you have an achievement system in there for different type of trials that you have to pass, correct? Correct. Awesome. Now, what was your motivation? Other than the obvious coolness of Pirates and Zombies, you said you came from uh, the old board game of Man of War. Right. What made you think, though, a tower defense would work? Why not just go fully for a re- uh, RTS-type game? Well, we have a very small team, and okay. we needed to come up with something that we could produce in a fairly short period of time. Uh, that's one of the reasons we got into casual games in the first place, is we wanted a little more relaxed pace. We wanted to have something that was a little more fun for us to play, and it was a little more immediately rewarding. So this was actually a concept that's tried and true, and we wanted to give it our own spin and be able to have something fairly quickly that we can enjoy. So you said a small team. How long did it take you development time? For? Five months. Five months, wow. Beginning to end with five people. That is really well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, it's available for PC. Any thoughts of having it ported to a different uh, either Mac or... Well, tomorrow, if people want to come to the show, uh-huh. I hopefully will be walking around with an iPad version of the game. Really? It will be a demo version, but it will be available in two to three weeks, which, of course, also means that we're going to have an iPhone version and an iPod Touch version. Lovely. And if we are successful, we're going to be moving down the road and hopefully developing for the Droid. And because we developed it on the XNA, we are thinking about and considering go ahead and putting on Xbox Live. But there are no promises to do that. Right, right, right. right. Awesome. That's uh, very credible. Now, where can folks pick this game up? What website can they go to? You can get it on DustDevilStudios.com, which is our website. We're also, our publisher is uh, Big Fish and Sandlot. You can also get it on Impulse and Direct Drive. Awesome. So when I uh, this when I was playing this game, what I really noticed is if you're a hardcore gamer and you do a lot of gaming, you kind of get burnt out with the always having to think so intently on everything you're doing. And the fun thing about your game was it was something you could kind of play and have fun doing, and you could just stop and go do something else. So it's a game that you can come back to and keep playing when you're really tired of that. Exactly. We wanted the game to have kind of a low time investment because we have very busy lives and especially, you know, with the economy the way it is, everyone's really stressed and doesn't have the the ability or, or the, the chance to just really dive into a really complex game. This is lighthearted. It's very tongue-in-cheek. We've specifically made it fun and cartoony um, and I think it's just, you know, I come in, I take a break, I play for a little bit and I can walk away. I mean, I'm playing this at my lunch. I was telling people earlier today, I've been a developer for 20 years, and when you make a game, you know, you spend a year or two of your life making a game, you never want to see it again, (laughs) ever. Well, we actually take breaks. We're like, I'm tired of working. So what do we do? We play our game. That's awesome. Something wrong yeah. with that, I think, but it's awesome. It's yes. a lot of fun. It's a, it's a really neat little game, and it's it's it grabs you fast, too. You know, you kind of want to keep going. I had to pull myself away because I had a lot of things to do. <laughs> but it was a, it's a really neat game, so definitely go to the website. Our website is dustdevilstudios.com. Dustdevilstudios.com. Or go to Sandlot Games. Or Sandlot Games. And if you are at PAX... Come and pick up a hard copy if you're an old school person and want that hard copy. You can come to which gnome is modeling, which would look better in a tutu. But well, I think the snorkel will definitely help too. Oh, see, yeah, see, maybe a tiara. But 
you can come pick up a hard copy. Correct. And uh, this is the collector's edition. Oh. So what's available on this hard copy is not available other than the collector's edition. And what it has in it is the special content like the rum running uh, missions where you get introduced into Captain Montague and Jack's arch nemesis. Jack has nightmares. <clears throat> he's a, He's got problems. So you get to play through Jack's nightmares. Plus it also has all the full motion video. As so well. all that is extra all on this hard copy. All that is on this right hard here. copy, and the hard copies are only available at this at, show. At this show, wow, awesome! All right, so send your money into <laughs> Casually Hardcore if you want us to pick you up a copy. I have um, seen a 900 foot zombie pirate. Exactly. Uh, anything else you want to do? I think that's it. This is a, a really fun game. I'm very uh, surprised at how quickly it grasped me. And like you said, it's easy to sit down, but you can see with the ability to rearrange where your defenses are, it has depth to it, which is awesome as well. So thanks so much. Well, yeah, thanks for talking to us, Jeff. And we will uh, hopefully get you onto an Xbox soon. Yes. (laughs) That'd be great. You guys have a good day. Thank you. All right. Our coverage of Penny Arcade Expo Prime 2010 continues. We will be sending you a little bit more lovely dulcet tones of the background music while we line up our next booth. All of these sessions also will be available for podcast download as usual. So just keep an eye on the front page of www.vtwproductions.com or just subscribe to the Casually Hardcore RSS feed where we will be putting them. And we'll be back right after this. Okay, so I have an image to describe to you and Taxa, unfortunately, I believe is taking pictures and video of... Grail experimenting with a Kinect enabled Kung Fu game. He'll get him on the air here shortly to describe his experiences to you all. Stand by. Versus the World Productions coverage of PAX Prime 2010 continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. We are live and we've just been watching Grail working out with a Kinect enabled game called. It's actually a. PlayStation I PlayStation I enabled game. Very similar to Connect. Yep. We're getting, we've we've but, been getting a lot of that. But got out there years before the Connect ever mm, existed. Very true. Um, it's the Kung Fu Live. Yes. Which is a not merely a motion capture game. Because what I just saw was Grail bodily inserted into a game world where like never before. Like never as I've seen before. So it wasn't just his body movements controlling a pre-rendered character. No, nope. zero avatar, zero delay, true one-to-one real-time fighting. It was Grail. Now joining us on the air is Joe from uh, Virtual Air Guitar, representing Virtual Air Guitar Company. Virtual Hi. Air Guitar Company. Yes. Which I just I just love saying the name. I love it as well. <laughs> um, and you sort of brought us over here to try out Kung Fu Live on the PS3 here. I'm going to hand over to Grail now. Talk to us about the experience of playing Kung Fu Live. So I just got my workout in for the week, uh-huh. so that was awesome. What was your motivation for this game? I mean, it's it's obvious Kung Fu is a big love. Absolutely. Uh, the team of Virtual Air Guitar Company, uh, uh, this is their fresh studio, independent. This has been independently developed and will be independently released on PSN later this year. Uh, their inspiration has been everything. They're core gamers. Uh, they wanted to make a game that they wanted to play. Uh, these guys are sort of mad scientist geniuses up there in Finland who uh, patented this free motion technology with cameras. 
that allows you to track a skeleton in real time. So when you stand in front of a camera, not only does it know where your head, hands, arms, legs, and feet are at all times, it knows what the background is and it takes it out, makes it invisible. So it puts you live on the screen uh, in real time. And their inspiration was, let's make the fighting game we've always wanted. We grew up playing Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Streets of Rage, all this stuff. We grew up watching kung fu movies, cheesy kung fu movies, reading cheesy kung fu comic books. Let's make the ultimate experience that lets you feel powerful, feel like Bruce Lee, feel like you're kicking ass, and have you actually kicking ass. Yeah, totally different. I grew up on Street Fighter 2, and I remember working so hard to get, like, you know, the dragon uppercut. Yeah. Then in this... It's actually what position your body's in, which totally threw me for a loop, that you actually have moves based on just what form your body is in. Well, that's the thing. is The game actually has an infinite number of moves. So any kind of move you can actually execute with your own body, be it a cartwheel, a roundhouse kick, uh, simulate your own dragon punch, you can do it in the game. You can do the, the crane kick from Karate Kid. Right. But we also have some enhancements for special moves where you can shoot lightning, you can pound the ground, yeah. freeze time. You can do a crazy uh, 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 truck-powered uh, power punch to the left or to the right. <laughs> you can do flips, too. You can jump up in the air. You can do uh, ninja flips. It's awesome. It looked like even some of the environment was also part of the game as well because I saw you know, boxes bursting when I ground-pounded. Yeah. Stuff fell on tons the Tons and tons of different interactive uh, objects in the environment, all with their own unique physics package applied to them. So you can jump, jump yourself up onto different catwalks. You know, knock boxes and garbage cans onto the enemies below. Right. Use everything around the environment inside the game world against your enemies. And what's interesting is not only can you use uh, objects in the environment in the game against your enemies, you can actually pick up your own objects laying around your living room. Say a teddy bear, a pillow, rubber chicken, uh, non-harmful baseball bat. I don't want to know what's laying my living room. Yeah, I don't want to know. I was going to say, has anybody picked up a couch yet or something? <laughs> Solid objects, uh, anything you can hold in your hand, um, it'll actually use that uh, and track it in real time. You can use it on screen. As long as the eye can see it. Uh, as long as the PlayStation Eye can see it. PlayStation Eye, shoot. What, the, what did I say? I don't know. The um, interesting thing I saw is also you can have a player also on a six-axis controller. Not only can you have one player, okay. you can actually have four players fighting with controllers, sitting on their asses on the couch... Fighting the fifth player on camera. Awesome. It's it's really, it's become uh, the ultimate uh, real-time fighting and party game at the same time. And they didn't set out to make, uh, this game will make you sweat, but they didn't set out to make the ultimate exercise game. That was sort of an uh, unintentional result of their work. Well, yeah, this is totally different than any exercise game I've played. Exercise games, (laughs) you know, we've tried them, we've all bought them and put them in the uh, closet after a week or a month. I'm guilty. Uh, the difference is, is this isn't sort of the follow the leader approach. This isn't having you mimicking motions on a screen. This isn't, isn't having you using only your legs. This isn't having you, you know, standing on a on a, a bathroom scale. Right. This is you, and it puts you in the environment where you're fighting an enemy. Right. And that's sort of an instinctive, visceral experience that gets you, you know, reacting on your toes and using every single bone in your body and yep. every single muscle in your body. To fight and survive and kick ass instinctively. Right. So, 
totally different than having somebody say, do the next rep, compared it's, to somebody coming at you trying to punch intense. you. Every single person that comes in and plays the game, they come out sweating and they come out smiling. Oh, yeah. Because the adrenaline kicks in. Yep. And the endorphins kick in. And you realize, oh, my God, I'm kicking ass. No And kidding. you just start to sweat, you start to pant, and you realize... I've probably just burned about 10,000 calories. <laughs> but that's the thing. We weren't going to put like a calorie meter or a weight loss thing. Do that on your own time, and yeah. I guarantee, we guarantee it'll work. We actually had, a, we did this at Gamescom in Germany. 250,000 people saw this game, uh, took a number, waited two hours to play it for three minutes. Half of them took another number and waited again. Wow. Uh, but after after like five days of that, uh, some of the guys at the Virtual Air Guitar Company actually lost five pounds over the, over the course of the week. Oh, my doing God. Doing the demonstrations. Uh, getting getting in and out of the game, it's just it gets really intense. Woo. Now this is available now on PlayStation Network or coming soon on PlayStation this Network. Is coming soon. This will be available later this fall. Uh, look, uh, PlayStation Network uh, owners can look for it sometime around November. We haven't announced the official date or price, but people should not expect to pay more than fourteen ninety nine. You need to own a PlayStation Three and a PlayStation I for this to if work. If you out. own a PlayStation Three and a PlayStation I, uh, that's all you need. If you're one of the millions uh, who are looking to get into PlayStation Move this year, uh, in case you don't realize it, that's the PlayStation I Plus controllers. This is effectively a controller-free PlayStation Move experience. So when you, people go out and start getting PlayStation Move, they will be prepared to ha- to work with yeah. this game. If you've had the camera for two years sitting on your shelf, dust it off. Online play. Does it have the ability to play? Right now, this somebody? is a local only experience. Local only. Okay. The team is definitely inspired. We've got a lot of questions about it. Oh, yeah. And we're definitely looking into what's possible in future projects. Without a doubt. Because, I mean, I can understand not wanting to have two people hooked up to the eye at the same time. Well, you, then you just become, you know, they start fighting each it's other. It's fight club at that and point. And then you really so. don't need a Yeah, that's not so that. good. <laughs> right. Awesome. How long has this been in development? Um, uh, we don't have an official timeline, but the. Uh, it's the, the game itself, uh, and separate from the tech itself, the tech has been in development for years. Yeah. These guys uh, sort of got together around 2005. A lot of really, really smart guys up in Finland, straight out of college, yeah. working on um, uh, visual programming and camera-based technology. And uh, the, once they figured out how to, how to track the entire human skeleton and take out a background and do a whole lot, a lot of other uh, technical wizardry, they patented it. And basically, they're the only people who can do this on a 2D camera. Beautiful. Um, that does open up a lot of doors too. You know, people are saying this is this is just like what we're seeing on Connect. Oh does yeah. Does this open up the doors for you know other games that aren't Connect to come over to PS3 and effectively using their technology? It it essentially does. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, this is the first thing I've seen on the eye that really made me go, "Wow, yeah. that is worth having in my house." <laughs> we we have a. You look at the PlayStation Eye and what's been available for it. You know, that hit the market a few years ago mm-hmm. and. Uh, if you look at what's up there in PSN and the PSI store, you'll find about 10 items, and you haven't seen an update in, I don't think, I, two I call years. It underutilized. I would say, we'd say so as well, but, um, you know, it takes a really smart group of people to figure out how to use it right, and from the feedback we've gotten at these shows at Gamescom and after E3 is that they've nailed it, and this is their specialty. Well, I'm especially hopeful that they do develop it as a toolkit that other developers could build on top of. To either adapt existing properties or create all new. Yeah, anyone properties. interested, you know, uh, visit virtualairguitarcompany.com. If you want to know more about the game, kungfulivegame.com. Uh, like us on Facebook. We're taking tons of pictures. We're getting a lot of interesting fans coming to check out the game. We're taking tons of snapshots, and we got people in costume. We had a. Uh, half the cast of uh, of a Street Fighter show up to play the game. Awesome. It's been a ton of fun. 
Well, Jim, thank you for your time. Thank you for the wonderful demo. Thanks for stopping by. Letting me laugh uh, wholeheartedly at Grail and his flailings. Hop in and play it. I know he played it. It's your turn. I'll now, come back when I'm not strapped onto the broadcast uh, but I definitely will because that looks like a hell of a lot of fun. Come back and try it out. And so any of your listeners, we're here at PAX all weekend. Uh, stop by and say hi. Absolutely. What's your booth number? 3654, right uh, in the bottom right hand corner, right near Harmonics and On Live, right here in the middle of the action. Most excellent. Thank you very much. We're going to roll you guys back to some music, and we will shortly be back online for some more Penny Arcade Prime Exposition 2010. You're listening to Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. We'll be back after this. Our coverage of PAX Prime 2010 live on Versus the World Radio continues with a random encounter. A, random, a, a wild listener has appeared. This is Canton. This is Canton. This is Canton. Yeah, I'm, and you I'm found us here. I was kicked out of the Duke Nukem booth. You got uh, kicked I'm under out. 16. I'm uh, under 16, so they wouldn't let me go in. It kind of sucks. That is ageist. That's ageism right there in its worst, worst form. And for those of you who haven't heard, Duke Nukem Forever is now being done by Gearbox. Yep. Gearbox has picked up the property of Duke Nukem Forever. Did it actually exist though? Was there a game there? He doesn't I know. They know, kicked I him out. Take it in. Deny. Damn it. How long did you wait in that line? An hour, at least. Uh, that's wrong on so many levels. They didn't check ID at the Halo Reach booth, but they checked at the Duke Nukem one. Uh, so you did see the Halo Reach demo? Hmm? You saw a Halo Reach demo? Uh, yes, that was, that was the first thing I went to as soon as I got back. It was fun, but uh, I suck at playing it in uh, this area. also play Gears of War and Fable 3. Gears of War 3 is here then as well? Yes, there was surprisingly no line for it, and plenty of... Uh, it was a lot of fun. You played as the mode where you played as the enemies against uh, the characters you usually play as. Okay, so you get to... Is it, it's kind of like the horde mode from the previous games then. Yeah, except you play as the bad guys. Beautiful. What about uh, Fable 3? How was that? Uh, I died because it kind of glitched... Uh, wall glitched me, and t- so I died and walked away. Definitely still beta then. Yeah. I coming out in October. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> now, not only one, but two random encounters have occurred here, because we have another listener joining us. Hello, my name is Recursive, and this I was in IRC, frantically looking for someone to find them. And it totally didn't work, but then you found us anyway. It's okay. No, I actually had a friend go in and uh, ask Barry where you were, again. Ah, and he was actually listening to the stream saying, go find me! Well, Kung Fu Live booth. And interestingly enough, I'm, I'm at the BYOC, and the internet is so bad, I can't actually listen to the stream. There's a reason why our internet is currently strapped to my shoulder. I see that. <laughs> We're not relying on the, uh, the Wi-Fi I, here. I, I'm actually still impressed that it's working with the amount of saturation that's occurring here. No, I deliberately got onto a pipe that is where nobody else is, or Good a lot you. fewer people are, because we've that's... tried this before, and the local Wi-Fi always sucks. There's just too damn many nerds here. Absolutely, absolutely. So much better without all the nerds. Yeah. yeah. So, how about you enjoying the uh, con so far? Oh, I love it. This is actually my second PAX. My first one was PAX East. Ah, how did that go off? That was the first one. It was so much fun. I got a lot of free stuff. So, my, my buddies and I are working this area to get as much free stuff as we can. We played this dance. We're actually next to the uh, Dance Central game. Uh, three of my friends and I in lab coats were dancing to Poker Face. It was a lot of fun. Um, but the one thing I have to say for anybody going to any pa- for anyone going to any packs is seating is a like you have to pay a premium for seating. 
So get a BYOC ticket if you if you have to, and just sit down, relax, calm down. It's it's nuts. It's crazy, but it's a lot of fun, and I. It's great because people remember me just because I wear I wear a lab coat everywhere I go. People are remembering me from ease. You know, networking is key. It's a lot of fun. It's just a lot no, of fun. I'm, I'm loving it. Even though we're here on a, on a working visit, it's still one hell of a lot of fun. Absolutely. As any gathering of the tribes like this is. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, thank you for finding us. we got to go get lined up for our next interview. Right. You guys have fun with that. We absolutely shall. There's Recursive and Canthon. Random Encounters of Versus the World Radio listeners live at PAX Prime 2010. We'll be right back after this.
right, please stand by in the live stream. We got a little bit uh, delay before this next interview. They got tied up uh, doing another demo. So a couple of three, four minutes here. You are listening to Versus the World Productions coverage of PAX Prime 2010. Our trip this year is sponsored by the University of Advancing Technology, offering degree programs in network security, network design, game design, and game art. If you have an interest in any of these fields and are seeking a degree, you should check out www.uat.edu and thank them for helping to send Versus the World Productions to Penny Arcade Expo 2010. Versus the World Productions coverage of PAX Prime 2010 continues live on Versus the World Radio. We've had a chance encounter with Jerry's mama. <laughs> Jerry's mama, what do you think of what your son has wrought here? I'm blown away and love it. Can't wait to come every year. Can't wait till you have it in Australia so that I can actually go there with him. See, that's a perfect excuse. Yes, don't you think? I mean, you've got the East Coast. So you get to go to Boston now. So next, we've got to go for other continents. So Australia's highest on your, uh, on your list? Oh, yeah. Yeah, after the panel this afternoon, I'm thinking, oh, I want, I want to do that, yeah. Now, as you've watched Penny Arcade change from what it was in its humble beginnings into the multifaceted thing that it is now, where we've got Penny Arcade Exposition... They still do the web comics, same as always. The art's a little better. The writing was always good. You know, milk your audience. Um, the Child's Play Charity, which is an absolutely awesome thing that has spun off from Penny Arcade. And you look at something that on its face is so childish as Penny Arcade can deliberately be, and at the same time... It creates child's play charity. That that blows me away, and that's what draws me to these things. Because hey, I would like to be a part of something like that or associated with it. It seems I see kind of a warm, fuzzy glow about you as we talk about this. Have you ever heard of the term uh, "berg berging, basking in reflected glory"? Yes, that would be me. You're reflecting, or you're basking very well. His, um, and I'm not going to make any comments about the shininess of the. It's all all a glow. Uh You know, Jerry has always amazed me. He read when he was four. He could read, you know, headliners when he was four. So people always ask me if I, if, you know, did I know that he would be something big? I really, I always believed it. Everything he's touched has turned to gold. His games play well, you know, and he's just precious. He's, He's a wonderful young man. He's an incredible father, the best son a person could ever have. And he's an awesome dad. Uh, or awesome husband too. I told him the other day he was he was he does he actually you know scrubs toilets and washes windows because you know most people can do that. And I said you, you know you're even an amazing husband. And he said, well, mom, they set the bar kind of low, you know. So even though he's a gamer and a smart mouth and you know and a comic, <laughs> he can also wash windows and and he, you know he's also a humble young man and that's why I I'm so proud of him. It's well, really. With the creation in the last year of the Petty Arcade TV series, it really has given a, a really wonderful insight into a facet of their life that we as the audience were completely oblivious to. And I really find myself gravitating towards those scenes with the families. Oh, I know. Because I'm in the same place. I mean, I just, my latest child is four months old. So, And she was 
two months premature and all kinds of stress. Oh, and scary. Now we're getting into the, the warm and wonderful portion of the, oh, cooing baby um, part of the parenting. And just to watch the footage from when he was going away from, uh, I think it was Child's Play, to go receive the arrival of his child and the, oh, just the obvious... She was born during Pat's. Right. The first night. She's a year old. I remember him. They had the footage of him. He's like, I gotta go. My wife's in labor. I'm having a baby. I am out of here. I'm gonna go get a baby. And he really seems to dig. While she was in labor, he sang. He just sang sweet songs to Brenna while while she was in labor. That is so incredibly sweet. You hear him him swear and you hear him say nasty things, but... He's setting the bar too high. So precious. (laughs) So precious. My boy. My, my young man. Not proud at all. I, I am proud of him, but you know, I'm in awe. I'm in awe, and, and I see that he's, he's still, after 10 years, he's still humble. And that, to me, that's why it's successful. You know, he doesn't do it for himself. And everybody says, Jerry, I'm sorry, but can I, can I, I'm sorry. And he says, don't be sorry, man. What, what do you need? You want a picture? You want an autograph? Yeah. That does blow me away to see my son giving autographs. <laughs> well, we, we all feel that, you because know, we, we know that we're the member of a screaming horde yes. of fans. Yeah. So you know he's got to be approached repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly of people who just, just want their second with him. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine that would get... Hmm? They just might touch him. Yes. <laughs> Bask in the reflected glory yeah. and get some skin yeah. cells to clone yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> see, I just got some of the original yeah, genetic yeah, material yeah, there. You see what I did there? Some of the DNA. Oh, <laughs> but... It really, it's the the flip side opposite of the character that he's associated with on the strip. He actually is, yeah. Because the character, Tycho, is an arrogant SOB. Yeah. Who is really dismissive of all the rest of humanity. Yeah. And when we get a chance to see, especially in the Penny Arcade TV series, he's not that at all. He is all about dad, wife, and now kids. Oh, yeah. And it's just like... That is so cool. There's yeah. hope for there's hope for humanity because of there that. There is, there is. I I love that this has gotten so big. I love I love coming every year to see everybody. And I just I told him the first year I said, Sonny, I just want to take them all home. And he goes, Mom, you got one extra bed. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. Penny yeah. Card Expo at Mom's house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but don't give the address out. No. You, you might need to get a porta potty. I. Yep. Uh, at least one. Now, early on, do you remember glomming onto video gaming uh, at a, a, oh, yes. a ripe young age? Oh yes. Well, see, you know, you pro- you'll probably cut this out, but there is it is written in Proverbs that says that a, a wise man saves up his inheritance for his children's children. And so, when m- my brothers and I were all done have- making our families, they my folks sold some mineral rights in North Dakota and bought each family a computer. And that was the start of it. Jerry was four. And that was in the very early days of personal computers when... It was a Commodore 64. (laughs) Awesome sauce. (laughs) Apple IIc, of course. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And that was Jerry's mom. Indeed. (laughs) In case you're wondering who Jerry is, uh, that's Jerry Hawkins, one half of the duo of uh, Penny Arcade. That's Tycho. Who's actually experiencing the con for himself. Yes. It's a wonderful thing. And I think it is our turn to do this interview here, so we're going to fade out and we'll come right back and stand by. 
Versus the World Productions coverage of PAX Prime 2010 continues live on Versus the World Radio. I am Noam Wise, joined by... Daxa. And the husband. Girl. And we're getting ready to interview the guys from Firehouse Games. Yes. With their extremely unique looking game offering. <laughs> um, so we are actually going to... We've played the game a little bit. Um... And unfortunately, our gentleman has been hijacked by Tycho, so we're just going to let that happen because that's a great. Yeah, that's he's a great just over there looking very manly. I know. Look at that. Posing with Jerry Hawkins. <laughs> we'll give him that. That's that's, that's worth putting in there. Yeah, what a good boy. <laughs> awesome. His mom says it's a good. He's a good boy. All right. That's awesome. So we are doing. Um, we are okay. joined by. We are. Hi, I'm on the air. <laughs> yes, you are, and you are. I, I, you, Eat okay. the mic. I'm eating the mic, so hopefully you can all hear me now. My name is Aton. I'm yes. the creative director and fire chief over at Firehose Games. We are a small indie studio out in Boston, Massachusetts that you've never heard of. Be ashamed of yourself. We're making Slambolt Scrappers. It's an awesome game coming out on the PlayStation Network in a couple of months in early 2011. And we're trying to build up a little bit of buzz about it, show it to some fans here in, in Seattle over at PAX Prime. And uh, I'm really sad that all of you listening at home aren't able to play it right now. Uh, it is actually, it's it's hard because I sat here playing it and I was trying to make these little lines like Tetris. I'm, I'm beating nothing would be worse than that. And I'm trying to hook up these little lines. And then um, one of your guys goes, uh, you need to make cubes. Yes. So, <laughs> so our game is a very bizarre mashup of building and brawling. Yes. It's one part Smash Brothers. One part Tetris or Rampart, one part Tower Defense, and you kind of mix them all together in a bucket, and that's our game. Yeah. And so in our game, you control these heroes that are flying around and fighting each other. Again, think kind of Smash Brothers stuff. Right. And there's also a third group of enemy creeps that fly around and attack everybody. And as you attack these enemy creeps, they drop blocks. The blocks you can then take to your side and build in your own little tower. The blocks are colored. And when you build big squares of the same color, your tower grows weaponry, which then fights with you. So you can take a couple of purple blocks and drop them together and build a massive laser, which is then fighting with you and helping you out in your battle. Which is another thing you need to know is they have to be the same color. Because then he tells me to build blocks, and I'm building blocks we, except with blue and red and it's purple. It's basically the most demanding game of all time. Not only <laughs> must you build blocks, but they have to be the same color. The same color. color. Anybody Seriously. who plays Puzzle Fighter can appreciate that, though. As we all know, different colors don't work together yes right different and, colors hate each and other and you have to fly around and one of the powers is you can steal oh there are such good power-ups the thief <laughs> is amazing when you get the thief you get a one-shot crowbar that you can use to go and steal a a weapon that the other team has built and nothing like smacks you in the face more than somebody going and stealing that laser you spent all the time building exactly so it's a lot of fun, and you've had people here all day, back and forth. I've been seeing a lot, of, and you've been a busy man today, so it looks like you're getting well, quite a bit of uh, attention. We're also handing out pixie sticks, so that oh. helps a lot. <laughs> we're paying people to play. Yes. No, no, I'm sorry. I ate the last one. We're out. <laughs> so anyways, um, how long did it take you to actually come up with a game because you said you were a small company right yeah we're really small so uh, how small are we talking here oh man so we were for a long time four people and then we grew to uh six and a half 
And then nowadays we're nine. So we've been growing a little bit. How do you get the half? We chop someone in half. I was thinking. Or possibly he was a midget. I don't know. Okay. Um, okay. It was a part-time guy. <laughs> I figured. But 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 the but the half a person is still more amusing. <laughs> um, and so we've actually been working on this game for around, if you can believe this, 18 months now. Wow. We've been doing this a long time. It's going to be out soon, though. So, you know, we're, the finish line is very much in sight. We're here right now showing off the two main modes in our game. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Think about it like Mario Kart. There's a battle mode and then there's a race mode. Right. In our game, we have a battle mode that's like Smash Brothers and a co-op campaign that's like Castle Crashers. So everything is multiplayer, one to four player. And um, those are the two big modes. So we've been showing off lots and lots and lots of the battle mode. And we're also showing off for the first time ever two levels out of our co-op campaign. One of them is fighting this giant crazed robot boss on the top of an ice-covered mountain. And the other one is fighting against vicious computer AIs inside of a volcano on platforms that are suspended above fiery lava pits. And as it turns out, the two platforms are on scales. And as you build too much on one, it dips into the lava. Is that all? Yeah, that's that's all we're doing. No, the game is so you're making freaking it awesome. What can I tell you? <laughs> Listen, every single level in our campaign is going to feel fundamentally different from the other ones. On top of that, we've got this battle mode with all this replayability. Look. I am trying to plug this as much as I can for your listeners. We're also holding a contest for those of you out there. If you like the game, write a haiku about it on the back of a $20 bill and send it to us. And we're, we're, happy, to, uh, we're happy to send you a copy if you win. That was, I mean, my initial impression, of course, walking over is like, that's a colorful game. It's going to be pretty simple to pick up. And it's like, what the heck is going on? Oh, my God. Truth of the matter is, it is simple to pick up. I it would is say very simple to get going and punch people. I put my blocks down, but man, is there depth. Yeah. Tons of really depth. Co- I, I mean, we like to compare it to Smash Brothers. That yeah. first time you played Smash Brothers, you're like, what the hell? And the second time, you're like, yes, this game is awesome. That's kind of what we're going for here, and we're trying to bring that to the PlayStation Network. Right, right. And is it available already on the PlayStation Network? Alas, it is not. Oh. It will not be available until early 2011, but okay. but if you can, just unplug all your game systems, go sit in a corner for the next couple months, and as soon as it's out, I will individually call you and let you know you can return to Civilization and download awesome. and play our game. Well, if we do happen to leave our computers plugged in, is there a website we can go to to check out news and information about this? Holy shit, that is a great idea. Oh, my God. We should do that. Can we do that? Brilliant. Okay, all right. All right. Guys, I'm making something up right now, Okay, but bear with me. We'll have it. I'm so good, I will have it running by the time you go and check it. <laughs> the name of our company is Firehose Games, not Firehouse. We're Firehose Firehouse Games, those guys are all jerks. Um, <laughs> they suck. So Firehose Games, we're <laughs> www.firehosegames.com. You can see all sorts of stuff on, about us. You can also follow us on the Twitters and on the Facebooks at Firehose Games mm-hmm. or at Firehose Games, whatever you prefer. Um, you can also go to slamboltscrappers.com. Again, that's okay. slamboltscrappers.com. If you have trouble remembering that, you can just go to slambolt.com and we'll forward you to our website. So much easier. And you can see all sorts of stuff there. We've got pictures. We've got a trailer of the game. We've got my personal address that you can come and basically knock on my door and yell at me for not having the game out yet. (laughs) It's all there. So you have everything, right? Do you have a fire? You're a fireman. Do you have a calendar? Do we we have a a, A calendar? A calendar. You're a fireman. Yes, because all firemen have calendars. Not only do we have firemen calendars, we have fire hoses. Oh, nice. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Which is ironic because the office burnt down last week and we couldn't figure out how to work them. It was terrible. We're, we're basically homeless now. So. 
So send those haikus in quickly. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> On the back of 20 or higher denomination bills. <laughs> Well, fabulous. We had a really great time playing, and I'm so glad we got to talk to you today. Yeah, Is there any other so thing, anything else you wanted to say? Yeah, listen, guys, there's absolutely no way you have any idea what this game is about from listening to me. No, Honestly, you don't. it's totally nuts. you got to go check it out. Go to firehosegames.com. Yeah. Follow us on, on the Twitters. Follow us on the Facebooks. Firehose <laughs> Games. You'll see trailers there. You'll be able to see pictures. It'll all make sense, and we can't wait to get the game out to you until 2011. Also, if you happen to be listening and living in the Boston area or the Northeast and you want to come by and play test, you can oh, nice. come and play our game. Just send us email. It's on the website. If Just get to Boston and you can play our game. We'd love to have you over. Oh, that's awesome. There you go. So go to Boston uh, and rent a hotel and go play games. Yes. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. All right. Our PAX Prime 2010 coverage continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Your intrepid hosts from Casually Hardcore, at least some of us are here. I am Norm Wise. That I is am Daxa. And that's uh, Grail. So, oh great organizer, do yes. we have anything lined up next or are we done we for do. a moment? We have tech next. Excellent. Yes. So, I will feed all of you listening in the channel musics. While we get situated in our new location for the next interview, and we'll see what other random people we run into. Find something. Yeah, so far we've seen you know, random wild listeners and Jerry's mom and yeah, yeah. What else is new? So, stay tuned, as they say, or stay on the tubes. You're listening to Versus the World Productions coverage of PAX Prime 2010. We'll be back right after this. Versus World coverage of PAX Prime 2010 continues live on Versus the World Radio. Ah, it's ah, a long day. It's a great day. And now... Great day. Hardware. Hardware. And now hardware. It might be a long day, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake you guys up, I guess. That's right. And this is Alex. Alex is from Mancats. I am. And we... Well, there's a lot of fabulous technology around us, but... What I really got interested in when I was walking by is your really unique-looking cyber mouse. Yes. <laughs> cyborg mouse. Yes, it is unique. It's completely unique. Yes. It's a, it's a cyborg rat. Yes. So what happens when a mouse evolves? It turns into a rat, you see, Erica. Really? It does indeed, yeah. So, so you know, Madcats, we have many different brands now. So, uh, so Cyborg is the uh, pro gaming brand for Madcats. Oh, so, nice. so anything that we call Cyborg, you know, the Cyborg is the brand that speaks to the pro gamers. And uh, we just launched this incredible new mouse called the Rat. And we, it really is an evolution of the mouse. So, so the way we figure out what happens when a mouse evolves, it turns into a rat. Right. So uh, it really is the most adjustable, customizable, personalizable, red-hot, tip-top, non-stop, one-stop shop roller coaster ride of fun you have ever played with. Yeah. This is incredible. It, like, transforms. So the whole idea of the rat is that it changes to adapt to the gamer instead of the gamer having to change to adapt to you. So um, we've got an entire line of mice. We've got the Rat 3, which is the entry level. Then you have the 5, the 7, and the 9. Uh, the Rat 7 is the flagship. That's the one we're playing with here at PAX today. And uh, the specification is incredible. State-of-the-art technology. You've got a 5600 DPI on there. Twin-eye laser engine. So it's absolutely the very, very best technology that pro gamers could buy. Uh, nobody's going to be able to utilize 5600 DPI. It's an incredible spec. But nevertheless, we included it for the real tournament player to be able to use. 
Uh, you've got an on-the-fly DPI switch, so you can dial down your DPI or dial it up up that's, to four levels. And that's the one that's further back? The, the yeah, the actual DPI yes. is the one just underneath okay. the mouse wheel, under, underneath yes, the scroll wheel. So it comes with software that allows you to change each of those four levels of DPI. So you can set those individually. So you could set one at 3,200, one at 3,500, and so on and so forth. And using the little button underneath the scroll wheel, you can instantly toggle between those four set levels of DPI. So you can decide to change on the fly. Amazing. That's awesome. Now, one of the real cool things about it is the precision aim button. Now, the precision aim button is the little red button you'll, si- uh, you'll find on the thumb piece. Uh-huh. And uh, when you hold down precision aim, it temporarily slows down your cursor movement. So it will slow down your DPI. So if you're oh, playing FPS games, you can get that perfect nice. headshot each and every time. Isn't that amazing? That's Isn't that awesome. Amazing? I was wondering what that little button on the side Yeah, looks. precision yeah. aim. Okay. So you've also got the, the other great thing is how adjustable the mouse is. So the, uh, the palm rest will, uh, you, you can shorten it or you can lengthen it depending on how big your hand is. You can even take the palm rest off. And it comes with different uh, different palm rests that give you different textures, different textures of rubber, oh. uh, different grips, and so on and so forth. Uh, it also comes with a, with a tin of attachments to give you a removable pinky grip. So if you're one of the pro players that likes your pinky finger to be supported when you're playing, you can add or detach a pinky grip. And the real cool thing is you've got a little adjustment tool. This is like a little uh, hex key at yeah. the bottom. So you can unscrew oh, that, and using your adjustment tool, you can actually decide you can... Uh, you can move the thumb piece, the piece on your left where your thumb sits, you can move that to the left or to the right, or you can move it up or down. So you can make the mouse wider, you can make your thumb p- uh, movement higher or lower, adjust the palm rest. You've got five programmable buttons on the mouse itself, plus you've got a mode switch at the top, which will toggle between three different modes for those programmable buttons, essentially giving you 15 programmable buttons at the palm of your hand. And it's a solid metal construction as well. There's no plastic, it's all metal. And it includes 35 grams of removable weights as well. So you can even decide how heavy you want your mouse to be. Oh, my goodness. That's pretty incredible, That's right, Erica? incredible mouse. And it looks amazing, too. So it's aesthetically pleasing. It's technically amazing. I don't know what you would need 15 buttons for, but I'm sure someone can come up with a use for them. Uh, what can I tell you? Maximum PC Magazine, they gave it a 10 out of 10. They called it the best gaming mouse ever. Uh, it's just been getting incredible feedback from consumers and from the critics. So we're real excited to, uh, to be introducing more gamers to the mouse and the Cyborg Rat here at PAX. Yeah, this is available now. You can go right That's to That's available event. now. In fact, uh, for those uh, of your listeners who may be uh, attending the PAX show, we're actually selling the Rat 5 and the Rat 7 here at the show today. Uh, but if you want more information, visit uh, cyborggaming.com or madcats.com, and you'll be able to find more information about the Cyborg Rat. Can you order the rat from that site as well? Or yeah, you can. Yeah, we, we, we're selling the, uh, the the Cyborg Rat online at our own online store, which is Game Shark Store. Uh, or you can visit Cyborg Gaming and uh, purchase it via that site. That's an incredible mouse. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about oh, it. You're so welcome. We love you guys. And, uh, keep up the good work. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Have a great day. Thanks very much. And I'm handing it back over to Noom. And our coverage continues live from PAX Prime 2010 live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Do you have anything else lined up, or are we going to go dark for a little while here? Uh, uh, let's go dark for a little while. I think we need to rest, and then we'll come back with some more live... Uh, Elf needs food badly. Yes, and then... Yes, Elf... Daxa needs food badly. And then we will come back later on tonight, and we'll recap everything. Yeah, we're going to do... Uh, we're going to set up in the uh, hotel room, and we'll do a uh, recap of the day show. In a slightly quieter space. And maybe play a little rock band. I ain't saying. Well, I want to play too. 
<laughs> Alex can play with us. <laughs> yes, but she wants me to play it wearing a tiara and a tutu. I'd have it no other way. Because she that's just how she rolls. That's how she likes her men. I only have the tiara at the weekends. Oh, I have the tutu and the tiara. <laughs> I wouldn't touch that with a 12-meter barge pole. Um, <laughs> Guys, we will talk to you soon after dinner. Yes, indeed. You're listening to Versus the World Radio's coverage of PAX Prime 2010, brought to you by the University of Advancing Technology, UAT.edu. We'll be back later on in the evening. Follow us on Twitter if you want to know when, or watch the front page of vtwproductions.com. We'll be there. And Facebook. Don't forget Facebook. Are you updating Facebook? I am updating Facebook. Well, then you should watch Facebook, too. There you go. We are...